are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is the deal, everybody? We're recording right after the NBA draft. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. And guys, like I said, man, this is, the draft just happened, man. Actually, right now it's still going on as we're recording. I think we're at pick uh, 34 as we're recording it. The Pistons still have pick 42. They just traded uh they traded pick 37. We'll get to that later on in the podcast. But, man, Kay Cunningham, officially a Detroit Piston. No more speculation. No more rumors. No more hope. No more simple uh, just being having anxiety about if they're actually going to pick him. It's all over with. Kay Cunningham is a Detroit Piston. I'm joined by Bryce of Motor City Hoops to record this special podcast right after the NBA draft. Bryce. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling good. I was telling you when we were talking a little bit before the recording, like I was pretty chill all day. Like, you know, we're going to draft Cade, whatever. And man, when it happened, when they announced his name, Koo, like I did, like I felt a certain way about it. Like it was excitement. It was like those butterflies, like like just all of that stuff. It kind of hit me. And I, I admit, I turned into straight fan mode and I was juiced whenever I saw that. Man, it's... I, I don't blame you, man. I was the same way. I was so hyped. My fiance, this is her first time watching. Uh, she's always watched a little bit of basketball with me every now and then because, you know, if you're going to date me, you'd have to watch basketball sometimes. <laughs> but uh, this is the first time she's ever sat down, like, actually into the draft, probably because of the podcast. She listens to it every day, so she kind of feels invested to it herself. But she sat down, was watching it. She was jumping all over the place. She was excited that they got Kate Cunningham because she didn't know. I told uh, Bryce this before the podcast, but – she didn't know that Woj like spoils the the picks for everybody before they uh, take them. So she's over here jumping around and stuff. I'm excited, but she's like, "You knew that Kate Cunningham was already being picked." I was like, "Yeah," and I told her that Woj doesn't. She was just so mad that Woj spoils everything. Every time he t- popped up on the on the draft screen talking about something, she just get mad. Like, why are you spoiling stuff? But yeah, even my fiance was jumping all over the place, so happy about it. So, but man, it's. I mean, I'm just. I don't really know what to say, man. I'm just pure excitement. I mean, that was. His what he said after being drafted oh, yes. to the Pistons, man. You he he has the entire city loving him, man. He has it, the entire city repping him. And I, you know what? I don't care. Like I'm tired of downplaying it. I think it's awesome that Cade Cunningham has bought into everything. And everybody can say, well, yeah, he wants to be the number one pick. So if it was Houston, he would be doing it. If he was Cleveland, he would be doing it. Maybe so. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I do think it means something that he is fully invested in Detroit. And he said it, I think, even when he was up there doing um, his his interview after he got picked, that he was all in on Detroit, you know, and, and he made a reference to the bad, bringing the bad boys back. And the I don't even understand the sunglass thing. You're going to have to explain this to me, Koo. Oh, because God. I, I know. I know. I'm the old guy. I, I, I knew it as soon as I saw people tweeting about it. I had no idea what was going on. So I'm the I'm the uncool kid around here, but 
like I think it is meaningful that he's so invested in Detroit. Like I do think because not everybody does that. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that everybody does that. I think it does mean something. He's been fully invested in this way. So look, so before uh, we keep going with this, uh, I had someone else ask me one time, what does buffs mean? Why is it such a big deal with Detroit, et cetera, whatever. Um, first of all, Bryce, I just want to say, uh, you being old doesn't matter. It, it's simply because you're probably, you're now uh, from Detroit. But yeah. It, it goes back a while for a second. I was going to send you this article that I remember sending to somebody um, that tells you why uh, buffs and Detroit, all that stuff, like connect all that for you. And so I go to Google right now. I look up Detroit buffs. And the first five things that pop up, <laughs> Detroit Free Press, Kate Cunningham puts on buffs for Detroit, Pistons fans go berserk. After going number one, Cade Cunningham embracing the responsibility of leading the Detroit Pistons. Detroit News, Pistons number one pick, Cade Cunningham carries weight as face of the city. Uh, free, Cade Cunningham embraces responsibility of Detroit Pistons. Uh, Detroit Free Press on Twitter, he puts on the buffs. Kay Cunningham puts on Buzzford. Like literally, you just keep going down, you just keep going down and down and down. All everything on Google is just about Kay Cunningham and putting on these damn buffs, dude. Uh, I'm about to send this to you, this article right here. Hey, for you, I, so I have a quick question. It. So this made me think of something. I heard you and you and Sham talked about this. Is Cade Cunningham? Because I, I, for those of you that don't know, like I try not to talk about this too much, but I don't live in Detroit. I'm not from Detroit. I live in Kansas. I know there's a whole you know story behind it. I'm fully invested in the Pistons and everything else. But is Cade Cunningham the face of Detroit right, sports right now? Like, I mean, starting tonight, is he the face? I think so. I, I think already. I, I haven't seen, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, I'm invested in the Tigers and the Red Wings. But I, like I've said multiple times before, when I was younger, I knew who Pavel Datsuk was. Pavel Datsuk was a monster. I knew who Zetterberg was. Zetterberg was a demon. Like, I knew all the, I knew those Red Wings players, Lidstrom, uh, Draper, uh, Osgood. I knew all those players. Like, if you're really good and you like, people really mess with you in the city, especially Datsuk. I, I, people mess with Datsuk from, uh, from the Red Wings. And then also the Tigers, obviously, you got uh, Miggy, you had Justin Verlander. So, like, I knew these players because they were big time and they were faces of Detroit. So, I feel like even though I'm not investing in them, I, I can, like, have an opinion of, I think Kate Cunningham is automatically the face of Detroit Pistons because there's nobody on either of those teams that I feel like really competes with him. And obviously – the Pistons don't have anybody that really takes his place right now. And the Lions just got rid of who I believe was the face of the Detroit for the last 10 years and Matthew Stafford. They just got rid of him. So I think so. I think Kate kind of instantly already is the face of Detroit. I think he was arguably the face of Detroit before he even actually got drafted. I, I, this is the, the pure excitement and investment everyone has in, in Kate Cunningham. Like Little Caesars Arena hit full capacity for the draft party today. Full capacity. Every it literally – no one else could get in. It was crazy. Everyone, I haven't seen this type of excitement for Detroit sports in a long time. It's all due to Kay Cunningham. I think he is. Well, no, and that's why I say, I mean, I don't, I, and I don't follow hockey and baseball in general real close. I do follow football. And so really, I mean, I think Cade Cunningham's the face of Detroit for the next 10 to 15 years, unless the Lions get one of the, a superstar quarterback, you know, like if the Lions were able to draft number one and pick some, you know, the, the big name quarterback coming out of college or something like that. I mean, I think that's really the only other player, or if the Tigers got somebody that was just a big home run hitter or an ace on the mound or something. But yeah, I mean, just listening to you and Sham talk about it. And then as you go, you know, as you type in Google um, buffs and it's all Cade Cunningham, it just kind of hit me like, 
he really is. Like, I don't think there's, I don't know that there's any question, but like I say, I'm not there. So I, I felt like I needed to ask. I feel like the only person, I don't want to get into this because you'll get me going on a rant because this is my guy, but the only person who really competed with him or would have competed with him was Matthew Stafford. And I, like I said, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get into that because Matthew Stafford's my guy, man. I'm still heartbroken that he's not here. <laughs> but uh, Detroit definitely is a football town though. Like even with the Lions being as bad as they've been for all this time and how they've absolutely screwed over Matthew Stafford's career and Calvin Johnson's got, let me try not to get on this rant, but anyways, Detroit's a football town for sure. So if they were to get something like that, I do think they, it'd be tough. It'd be some competition there because Detroit loves themselves some lions. Uh, but right now, Kate Cunningham has to be the face of Detroit, man. He just has to be. There's no, there's no way I don't believe that anybody else really competes with him in sports right now. He hasn't even played a game for the Pistons. That's the crazy thing about it. He hasn't even played yet. And he's already basically the face of Detroit. It's, it's wild, man, the type of excitement that's in Detroit right now. But, Bryce, man, looking forward, just brief summary. I know we've talked about this so many times already on the podcast, but just give a brief summary. What is it that you're looking most forward to, Kay Cunningham, on the court, uh, like his play-wise at uh, – okay, let me repeat this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most looking forward to for Kay Cunningham on the court this season for the Pistons? Yeah, so I actually got to drop my first official article with the Detroit Bad Boys tonight since Cade Cunningham got selected. And I think, as you know, you and I think, you know, we watch the game the same way. So I'm going to go a little bit more like in detail with this. I think those clutch buckets, okay? So I don't think Jeremy Grant was great at that. I don't think we had anybody like that on the roster. And I've talked about how Cade Cunningham had the most clutch points in the NCAA last year. So I think end of shot clock, when the play breaks down, end of games, end of quarters, I, that's what I'm most excited about. Like I, I think I will be disappointed in some ways if, if he's not banging shots at the end of the shot clock, if he's not hitting shots at the end of the first half, if he doesn't have a game winner or two, even in his rookie year. Because I there's all sorts of things we could talk about, Koo, but that's the thing I'm most excited about and I think the, the biggest need for this team. Absolutely. I, I'm interested simply – just to see him on the floor, man. I, I can't wait for summer league. I just want to see this dude have a Pistons jersey on and see the fans absolutely go wild. It's been a long time since I can remember Pistons fans being this invested. It literally just the energy like has me juiced right now. Like it's not even about to play yet. Just simply having like that kind of energy behind the Pistons and, and the city and it just it just feels amazing. I I absolutely love it. But. And I do think he already came out and said he was going to play in summer league. I feel like I saw a quote that said he was going to play in summer league, and that schedule came out. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. Everybody was tweeting out the the schedule, and they have the primetime game on opening night, Sunday night, in the Thomas and Mack Center out there in Vegas. So uh, I think it'll that'll be fun. And I think they play the Rockets. I think the Pistons play the Rockets the second game. So we'll see Cunningham versus Jalen Green head to head in Game Two. I believe it's the Thunder is opening the opening game. Uh, yeah. So right here, um, I don't know where this is. This is from Palace Pistons. Palace Pistons tweeted this. I don't know where they got it from. But I see a couple other people tweeting this as well. Uh, it says, Kay Cunningham says he plans to head to Detroit tomorrow for the press conference. Then immediately wants to start getting ready for the NBA Summer League. Detroit's first Summer League game is August 8th, like you just said. So, yeah, it looks like he's going to be there. Uh, man, Kay Cunningham, Detroit Piston. When we come back, we're going to talk about another move that the Pistons made on draft night. A little bit of a shocking move, honestly. But like I said, Kay Cunningham, Detroit Piston. Everyone, celebrate. All right, Bryce. So, Pistons didn't just draft Kay Cunningham today. Obviously, we'll talk about even more about that later on in the final segment of the show. I'm still just 
I'm 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 juiced up just like I know all of you guys probably are right now. But the Pistons did make another move today. The Pistons traded Mason Plumley and the 37th pick for the Charlotte's 54th pick, I believe I think it was. Was 57, it 57? 57. 57? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yes. Here we, yeah, I see. It's either 56 or 57. Yes. Because that's where Charlotte has that's both where, their picks. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bryce, I think me and you talked about multiple times on this podcast that we thought you could package Mason Plumley in 37 and possibly get a late round, first round pick. Boy, were we wrong. Maybe that speaks <laughs> that maybe that speaks to us over that, that speaks to one of those things I talk about on the podcast all the time about fans doing it. And it looks like that I did it myself, that we overvalue our own players. Now, I, to be honest, this is really shocking to me because I did not think Mason Plumley had negative value. I thought he had some real value to a contender. I didn't think his contract was bad. I, I, this honestly is a shocker to me that they had to attach a second round pick just to offload his contract and, and drop 20 spots. What was your thoughts when you saw it? Yeah, I was shocked. Um, I, I I couldn't believe, I was the same as you, I couldn't believe we had to go down 20 spots in the draft to offload Mason Plumley. And then my thought was, if we're going to do that, then why are we offloading Mason Plumley? Like, I'm not the biggest Mason Plumley fan by any means. And I think I said on your podcast a week or so ago that I thought he was going to be the starting five man, even over Isaiah Stewart. So it was very surprising to me. Um, but then you start to look at some of the things and where we could get contract wise and salary cap wise. And God, I think it was Keith Black brought it up that this would give us an $8 million trade exception, which again, you talk about the treasure chests, who we always think about assets, like as players, draft picks, an $8 million trade exception is a pretty good uh, asset to have in that treasure, treasure chest. So while on the surface, I'm still a little curious about it. And I just saw JT Thor. Um, a big guy out of Auburn who would be a really nice fit into what we've talked about went at that number 37 pick. Um, while on the surface it looks a little uncertain, um, I think there's a corresponding move or moves that are coming after it. I mean, yeah, before I even talk even more about the trade itself, I think we all have learned from just one year of watching Tory Reaver work, especially last offseason, you can't judge one move uh, – on its face because if one move happens that probably means a few more moves are coming and it's not complete at all uh like you said they got a trade exception they're also creating cap space maybe they want to go out and make a move in free agency maybe there's a guy they really like and maybe they really want to go get somebody maybe they're just simply making more room to be able to get diallo and frank jackson back who knows maybe there's a trade out there maybe they i saw one of the things was i thought they were going to do it turns out i was wrong because now we're at pick what is it pick 38 right now 39 Um, 39 AO from Illinois just went yeah so my prediction was that I thought the Pistons possibly were going to um take on a bigger contract to move back into the first round maybe offload a con like eat some dead cap from someone else's team to get a first round pick turns out that was wrong too so I don't know I I know for sure Troy Reader doesn't operate by doing just one move that there's a move he makes that you're confused about that probably means there's another move coming uh, there's no there's no way he frees up $8 million in cap space for no reason. Something's happening. We're just going to have to wait to see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, like I said, I was extremely shocked. I, I did not think that Mason Plumley had negative value. Um, yeah, I, I don't so, know what else to say. I was shocked. So I'll say this, Koo, and I haven't really said, like, uh, by no means, I'm not a reporter. I don't have inside sources, nothing like that. But I have made some connections on Twitter, and this isn't even from somebody with the Pistons, so I don't want anybody to like speculate. But I did have somebody I've met on Twitter who reached out to me and said that he had heard the Pistons were really interested in a guy that's going to be an upcoming free agent. 
which I'll readily admit the guy makes no sense. I don't see the fit. I didn't see where the cap space would work. I just I made the, the move happened with Plumlee today. And all of a sudden that was the first thing I thought of. And again, I'm not, I'm not by any means, am I not connected to people with, with privy knowledge, but I did have someone who's pretty prominent on Twitter, not in the Pistons world, but reach out to me and say that. So maybe, maybe Weaver does have something. He's going to make a move this off season. Maybe there is a free agent out there that he really likes. Bryce is just going to tempt us with all that. He's going to, he's going to th- dangle that trick right in front of us <laughs> and, then, and then not tell us who it is, what position, like what's going on. All right, so it, Bryce, I'm, I'm it's asking a wing. I'm, not- I'm going to tell you it, it's a wing, and that's why it doesn't make sense. Okay, fair enough. I was, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, is it filling in what the position that we want that whole No, no, th- and that's why that's why I, I don't understand it, and I'm not sure I really believe it, I guess, is the way to say it, because – bringing in another wing doesn't make sense when you draft Cade, Killian, Sadiq, Jeremy Grant, Hami, all that. Like, so it just doesn't make sense to me. That's why I haven't even really thought of it much. But then this Plumlee move happened. I'm like, okay, now some of the dots are starting to connect a little bit. So I'm interested to see if it plays out. Well, I think even, even if what you were told doesn't end up playing out, I think it 100% they're going to make a move. It's going to be, they freed up this cap space for a reason, whether it's in free agency or trade to use a trade exception, who knows? Um, I read something earlier that Pistons could be freeing themselves up a lot of cap space by releasing Corey Joseph by getting Mason Plumlee off, Rodney Magruder releasing him. They could be uh, creating a lot of cap space this offseason quickly uh, by doing this trade. So, I mean, I know a lot of people wanted us to use either use that 37 pick or use it to move back into the first. But, like I said, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens in the in free agency and the trade market. It's going to be really interesting because you know the what? Pistons did have. Go ahead, Bryce. I just, I'm sorry. You know what's funny is we we Troy Weaver got all this. Uh, you know, people kind of razzed him about having this love for centers, and right now Jalil Okafor is our second unit five man. So I just think <laughs> I just there there has to be another move to bring in another five man. You can't go into this season unless they're going to play really small. Like I don't know how you feel about Sekou playing the five or Tyler Cook playing the five, like unless there's something like that in the works, there has to be another five man that's coming to town. You know what? You're saying another five man, and I, I'm going to outright and say this is never going to happen. I refuse to believe the Pistons could get this guy. Well, I'm going to say, man, there's no – we said two names earlier in the year when we were talking about big men that could that could fill in what we want, and they're both – I believe both of them are free agents right now. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Rashawn Holmes. Yep. And, I tweeted at Yeah. I tweeted Rashawn Holmes at how how today when that came out because I think he was the one that came on and you guys talked about Rashawn Holmes, I believe. And uh I I've watched I've been doing some breakdowns of other te- players in the league and I have he's came up on film a couple times and I like his game. Koo, I think he would be a really, really good fit. Absolutely. I love Rashawn Holmes. That's why I don't think he's going to get here because every other team loves Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> I, also, I also don't think the Pistons really created this space to be able to go get him. I, I don't know if they haven't, even with that, have enough to get him, Diallo, and Jackson back. Who knows? We're just dreaming right now. But what we do know for a fact is Weaver made this trade for a reason to free this cap space up, to use that cap space somehow, some way. We're just going to have to wait a few days to figure this out. But when we come back, we're going to talk even more about Kay Cunningham finally becoming officially a Detroit Piston, representing Detroit. It's crazy, man. But before we get into that, let me tell you about you guys about your favorite sponsor, Bill Bar. 
The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor. Packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try a Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, Bryce, before we even get into this topic, I don't know if you see this right now, uh, but the Detroit Pistons second-round pick is currently up right now. They're up right now at 42. Uh, I don't know if you have any guys that you want them to get at this position. Is there? I'm putting you on the spot right now. Yeah, uh, so, so I'm, if there isn't, you can say no. No, I'm trying to look. So I don't, who got picked at 41? Because the website I'm on is still behind. I'm on ESPN. It still has. It doesn't have 41 picked yet. Because on mine, Sharif uh, Cooper is still available. So if Sharif Cooper is still available, I would be juiced for that. Uh, it hasn't updated for me either. It just says zero zero on the Spurs clock. Okay, and so then I don't know if they've updated it yet or not? The other guy, Koo, that we've talked about is Jericho Sims. And as far as I know, unless he ended up getting picked forty one by the Spurs, he's available also. So even with us trading thirty seven, we're gonna get someone here at forty two that I think, um, you know, guy that we've talked about and um, could be a nice fit. Charles Bassey is a big man that kind of fits the same mold. I think he led college basketball and, and blocked shots last year. Kessler Edwards is a guy that I really like out of Pepperdine, a two-way player. Isaiah Livers, the kid out of uh, Michigan, obviously. Um, there's still some guys here, so we're going to get a solid player here even at 42. So the Spurs took uh, – Oh, we camp for me. Okay. Yep. So both your guys that you just named, you uh, you said Jericho Sims and Sharif Cooper, I believe, are both still available. Yeah, so, I mean, completely different players. Sharif Cooper is like a uh, – I had uh, Mark Schindler on the Motor City Hoops pod, and he says he's the best passer in the class. So um, maybe not a great fit. Like that might spell the end of Saban Lee, um, but it might be an upgrade over Saban Lee as well. But Jericho Sims or Charles Bassey, I would be really happy with one of those two guys. They would fit into that that – you know, vertical threat, or if we want a shooter, you're looking at Kessler Edwards, Isaiah Livers type guys. So I'd be really excited if one of those four names pops up here in the next so couple guys, minutes. You guys are all going to get to see our live or listen to our live reaction for this 40 second pick. But while we wait, Pistons currently have a minute left to make this pick. But while we wait, Bryce, man, like we talked about earlier, oh, never mind. Sam's just tweeted out who the Pistons are getting. Did you see? I, I'm not on Twitter, so. Do you want me to tell you or you want to wait? Yeah, you can tell me. They're taking Isaiah Livers. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense, Koo. It it really does. Shooter, um, that's what we need. I think he can fit into the the second unit there. And, um, you know, that might, I I don't know, that that, that gets real tight there, right, with Josh Jackson, Sekou, him. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. But that makes a lot of sense. Fair enough. All right, well, what we were going to talk about is Kay Cunningham again being selected number one overall by the Detroit Pistons. Did you see his post-game, or not post-game, his post-draft interview on the presser? I I did. I saw some of that, and then I saw some quotes 
Um, and honestly, Koo, like one of the coolest things about being a part of Detroit Bad Boys now is I saw we got an email with like the press conference or whatever, like where we could watch the video. So like having yeah. access to that stuff now, I'm like, I'm juiced about like there's little things like that that's going to be really cool now. So I haven't watched Absolutely. it yet, but I saw some of the quotes. Yeah, did you? So you saw what he said about the playoffs with that. Uh, wait, no, I believe he did a separate interview with some uh, girl. I forget what website it was with. But did you see what he said about uh, making the playoffs this year? I did not. No, I haven't seen that one. So his, they asked. Uh, she asked him what was his short-term goal, short-term goal for himself, and long-term goal. And you know, I this is something that kind of jumps off to me. It probably is no big deal, but I liked it. Instead, he didn't go with an individual award. He didn't go with something like himself. Like, he didn't say rookie of the year or score 20 points a game or anything like that. He said his short-term goal was to bring the Pistons to the playoffs this rookie season. He said he wants to get Detroit back on the map. He wants to get this organization going in the right direction. He wants to make the playoffs his first year. And then he said his second goal is to bring multiple championships to the Pistons. Now, before we talk about that, let me just say that his confidence, his swagger, and again, like you mentioned earlier, maybe he does do this if Cleveland simply had the first overall pick. Maybe he does do this if Houston has the number one overall pick. But I can't help but feel like that there's more than just simply, I want to go number one overall pick with this with this uh, connection. It feels like he legit likes Detroit. It feels like he legit knows stuff about Detroit. Like he doesn't have to say some of the things he knows about Detroit. He didn't need to go out and get buffs before and put the buffs on, talk about how, how he knows about buffs and why he... Oh, everyone knows about both because of uh, old Detroit movies. I was watching them back in the day before. Like, he doesn't have to say all this stuff. I feel like there's a general connection with him in Detroit already. That he, he knows the fans love him. He knows he's about to be the face of Detroit. And he he realistically messes with the city already. Like, I'll go back again to where he was naming the Detroit artist that he already messes with on his phone. Like, I feel like there's ge- like a genuine connection with the Pistons already. So talking about all three of those things, his confidence, his swagger, it, the genuine connection that you you spoke to earlier, what what is it the most that you like like from him the most? Is it the confidence? Is it the swagger? Is it the fact that he seems like that he's genuinely happy to be in Detroit? Is it all of those things? Can you not just pick one? Like, what what is it? I, I I'm a swagger. Like that's one of I'm all about swagger, and I think it comes in a variety of ways. Um, it can show itself in a variety of ways on and off the court. And I, I really, I, I enjoy his type of swagger. Like there's, there's a humble confidence to whenever he says those things about wanting to go to the playoffs and wanting to, um, you know, compete for championships. And again, I've talked about this before with you. If we're, if this is going to be our franchise guy, we want him to have that kind of swagger that I'm going to walk on the floor. And not only am I the best player on the floor, I want it from, I want to showcase it against the other best players in the league. So I think it's the swagger and that, that he carries himself with. And I just think that Detroit and Detroit Piston fans are going to eat that up. I think they're going to love it. So this is, here's another quote from him that I absolutely just love. Listen, there's nothing I don't like about this dude, Cade. <laughs> this man, Cade, is just a monster. He's a demon. It is what it is. This this dude is. I, I can't wait to see him play, man. I'm not joking at all. Like I'm so excited to see him play in this in this uh, summer league, man. I can't wait to hear him keep talking, just to see these quotes he keeps giving out because these quotes are just he, he either. There's two things here. There's there's either two things here. One, he took a really damn good PR class in, in college or something, and he knows what <laughs> he knows what he needs to say to get by people. Or two. He he really messes with Detroit, and he's he knows that this fan base loves him already, and he's vibing with it, and he he's trying to get them 
behind him just as much as he's behind the pisses already. So this quote right here, I absolutely love. Brad Beard tweeted this out. I'm sure there's other people that tweeted it out. He says, on his fit, Kate Cunningham on his feet with the team. I think that I'm going to still bring the same scoring that I've always brought and the same winning mentality as far as wanting to defend, wanting to defend, wanting to be assigned the best offensive player, wanting to dive on loose balls. Listen, <laughs> I absolutely love I, Dude. That's he's, awesome. He's, Dude, yes, I I love it. Go ahead, you can go ahead and say what you want to say. No, about no, I I, him, no. That's what I'm saying. Like it just, he's the number one pick. Like he's the number one pick. And you're right. Whether the fact, okay, so hopefully he really means it. But even if he doesn't, the fact that he cares enough to say the right things means that he's going to be fine as well. Like even if it's not completely genuine. If he cares enough and knows enough and is aware enough to say all the right things the way he is, that's huge in itself also. So, I mean, the because not everybody does. I don't care what anybody says because I've heard it and I've read it that it's not that big a deal and it's overblown and everything else. I don't believe that to be true. Maybe we're getting a little excited because it's, you know, it just happened a few hours ago. But I think there's some value to it. And I think it is something to be excited about. I absolutely love that, you know, he could sit there and talk about scoring. He could sit there and talk about his offensive game, how he's going to uh, how he's going to improve the team offensively. But he went out of his way to say he wants to defend the best player. He wants to defend. He wants to jump on the loose balls. And this is something that we've heard, honestly, from him before. We talked about it, like, earlier in the summer when he said that he wants to go up against Kawhi. He wants to go up against LeBron. He wants to take on these assignments. He wants them to check him. Like, this dude is everything in the package, dude. This – I – the Pistons nailed it. Thank God. I'm so happy. <laughs> I am so happy the Pistons nailed this draft. This you, is You know why I was so like excited whenever they finally announced his name? Because for about three seconds when Adam Silver's up there like talking through it, I think about you and Hal and Duncan and Keith and, and all these everybody, Rod, like all these people I've got to know over the last year. And then like just like, what if he says Evan Mobley right now? Like, what would what would Koo do? What would all the fans do? What would happen on Twitter if, like, it literally was just a curveball out of nowhere, you know? And everybody was already kind of on Troy Weaver because of the Plumlee trade a, a couple hours before that. And so I was just like, there, there was there was a little bit of anxiousness, like, please say Cade Cunningham, please say Cade Cunningham. And then wherever you hear the name and it's official, like, you're able just to breathe a sigh of relief. Not nah, man, this is like I'm just going through all the quotes that this man has said already, and they're all just they're killing me, man. They're he's killing me. The the buffs ones, you have to go read that article I sent you about the buffs so you can understand this. But yeah, these buff quotes are just funny as hell. I and I, I mess with it, dude. But one of the other ones that uh I really loved seeing from him, and this is something we're going to end up talking about moving forward in the podcast as well. I'm sure you're gonna be on the podcast plenty of times to talk about it with me. Uh, we might even collab and, and talk about it over at Detroit Bad Voice. But he went out of his way to say that he thinks Killian Hayes is going to have a big year this year and that he's going to help him have a great year and he thinks Killian Hayes will also have help him have a great year. Like, he went out of his way to say this. What Do you take anything from that, him talking about Killian? Like, he didn't have to talk about Killian. Like, he no, went out of his way to mention that. No, I think that's I think that's important as well. Like, again – he sounds like a leader to me. He sounds like somebody that the rest of the team will galvanize around. And this is no slight on Jeremy Grant or anybody else. I think Jeremy Grant was amazing. And I love Jeremy Grant. And I don't want to trade Jeremy Grant. I think he's part of the future. But I don't know 
that we had that alpha, that guy, whatever you want to say, however you say it, number one option, face of the franchise, alpha, whatever it is, everything points to Cade Cunningham being that guy and wanting to be that guy. And that's important because not everybody wants to be that guy, Koo. I've been around it. Um, even guys that are the most talented or the best or score the most don't always want to take on that role of being the leader. And Cade does, and it sounds like he does it in a really, really good way. Because I think that I think he knows that relationship with Killian is very important. Because you can't tell me he hasn't heard the quote-unquote fit issues that people talk about between those two. Yeah, that's why I absolutely love to hear it. Like you said, it just seems like he's just oozing leadership. He just... I I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I, I'm just so happy, dude. I'm so ecstatic. I, this dude is everything the Pistons needed. Everything, all their needs, he checks all of them. I can't wait to see him play, even the summer league. I, I, I hope him and Killian Hayes go out there and just dominate. I, yeah. I, I, hope, I hope Killian goes out there because I think we all know that Cade, like you've mentioned multiple times on the podcast, Cade Cunningham's floor is, is high as hell. So I feel like we know that Cade Cunningham can go out there and do his thing. But I hope Killian goes out there with them and just dominates. I'll be so happy. If they, if they both go out there and start dominating next to each other, bro, I, I promise you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be quiet on Pistons Twitter. I won't be quiet. I, I seriously will be coming on this podcast losing my mind, even over Summer League. I'll, I'll sound like the Lakers fans after that year they won the Summer League championship and Magic Johnson went out there and said this is the first of many that come or something, that, that crazy-ass thing he said after <laughs> well, that. I mean, that is – that that young backcourt is very exciting, Koo. It's very exciting, and it, you know it's long, and there's a lot of basketball IQ. I think one of the quotes I saw. So uh, again, you taught me how to do this. So to plug uh, Motor City Hoops, I'm gonna have Matt Derry on from the Pistons Pod tomorrow, recording with me, and he had a quote about Troy Weaver said. I think he compared Cade Cunningham's basketball IQ to Larry Bird. I'm like, yep. you know, like. Did, it, when it comes to basketball compliments, comparing somebody's basketball IQ to Larry Bird is about as good as it gets whenever it comes to, to comps. And so if Troy Weaver believes that, I don't care how athletic, unathletic, uber-athletic, or anything you are. If you have that kind of IQ, you're going to figure it out. Yeah, and before we – I was going to bring up one more thing that we were going to wrap up the podcast, but you just said something that I just want to hit on one more time. I don't want to hear no more about Kay Cunningham not being a good athlete. Jay Billis said it again on this on the draft show today. I don't know if you saw it, but he, he hits it on the head. He said the only thing that, that Kay Cunningham isn't, the only thing he doesn't check is being a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. He'll just have to settle for being a great <laughs> athlete. Like, like I don't understand where like this idea that Kay Cunningham just isn't athletic. Like it just make, it doesn't make no sense. People say that, oh, we well, you know I'm gonna cap his ceiling because he's not that freak athlete. Oh, we, uh, we're, just, we're acting like he's walking around like Jabba the Hutt or something. I, I don't I don't get it. He's 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 pretty damn athletic because damn so. So I, I don't want to hear that no more. I, I, I'm happy that Jay Billis keeps saying that because he finds it just as stupid as I do. That people just assume that this dude can't can't jump or something or can't move around or he just isn't athletic. I don't I, get it. I remember somebody comparing his athleticism to slow-mo, to Kyle Anderson. And I'm just like, it, it just... And and I love Kyle Anderson. Don't get me wrong. Like I I actually really enjoy watching Kyle Anderson play. So I'm not knocking Kyle Anderson, but not like I remember I tweeted it out that if there was one knock, it was that he wasn't an elite athlete. And somebody on Twitter tweeted me one of his games, him going between the legs in high school in the game. And again, that's not the end all be all, but yeah, like you like to say, he doesn't have negative vertical if he's going between the legs. And I think somebody tweeted at us earlier today, him booming on somebody in high school. Like 
there's plenty of athleticism there. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to bring up before we wrap up the podcast. So did you see when he addressed the fans at LCA? Did you see that video? No, I haven't. You have to go look that up. So I'm going to send it to you. Okay. I'm going to send it to you right now. If you want to look at it as I talk about it, you can. But so this dude's funny as hell, bro. I'm not going to lie. He has me laughing already. He's funny as hell because he... He, uh, they asked him, uh, hey, we're going to have you address everybody at LCA because there's like a big draft party happening. And it's like packed. He's like, oh, okay, dope. So right before they start, they like, okay, you ready? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. And then right before they start, he's like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me grab these. And he went to, he went to grab the buffs. He's like, you know what? Actually, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to bring these out later on in the video. All right, go ahead and start it. So then he starts the video up. And he's like, yeah, man, what's up, Detroit? I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to see all you guys, like, et cetera, et cetera. And then right before, like, towards the end, he's like, and also, he puts the buffs on. He's like, yeah, I know you guys mess with this, whatever. But like, he, like, like, he was hyping them up. And then right after the uh, <laughs> right after the, the thing ended, he's like, all right, that's cool. And then he puts the buffs down. He's like, yeah, they're going to like that one. <laughs> this dude, he, it's like he gets it. He just gets it, dude. Yeah, it's so, funny as hell. So I watched it as you were talking about it there. And he does, like, he, you're right. Like, he... There's a very infectious and there's a magnetism to his personality. And people are going to say, well, what's that matter? I'm telling you, being in, it was just college. I've never been in an NBA locker room in my life as a player or anything else, but I I played at a pretty high level in college. You have to have that. You need guys that everybody else will gravitate to. You need guys that everybody else will look to and believe in. That is so important. I realize he's a young kid. We're putting a lot of pressure on him now. But if he has it now, give him four or five years and he'll hone that and master that. And then he will be really that leader that, that we can rely on, that the team can rely on. So all these things, they are important. Maybe not as important as him being able to score 20 and play alongside Killian and everything else. But this stuff matters as well. So I, I can't agree anymore with what you just said, but... I mean, I guess that's all we got for today. I mean, where are we at right now in the draft? Are the Pistons? Are the Pistons? It's going to uh, be a minute still. Yeah, they got three, four. There, there's about five picks still before they go. So, I mean, it's it's pretty deep in the second round, anyways. I don't think it's going to matter that much. I mean, yeah, I don't. But who knows? Uh, but yeah, man, K. Cunningham, a Detroit Piston. This this has just been <laughs> this day in general has just been a really amazing day. Like one of the most fun days I've had in a long time. I had I was able to go on. Um, I was able to go have, be on the Lockdown Network's live draft show. They invited me on, and and I was on. It felt like I was on TV. It was. It literally was so cool. And my fiance is in the living room watching it while I'm in here on the show. She takes pictures of, takes a picture of it, puts it on her social media. Like that's my, that's my fiance, Bob. I see my family taking pictures of it, sending it to me. I have fans, fans of my stuff, which I didn't even think I really had fans, but I'm learning that I do have some fans out there, which is super cool in itself to say. So I had that happening. Then I got invited to go on the radio and talk about the Pism selection of Kate Cunningham with uh, one of the Grand Rapids uh, radio stations. And then just it, it, I've had a lot of stuff to uh, had a lot of stuff done today. Interacted with a lot of people was it, it was just a lot of fun today. Everyone seeing just the infectious uh, attitude and just the the happiness and enjoyment in the city and just all that. It's just amazing. It's it's an amazing feeling to have, and the season hasn't even started yet, so I can't wait for that. But Bryce. Thank you for coming on today, man. Go ahead and plug all your stuff and let them know where they can find you at. Yeah, absolutely. Motor City Hoops on Twitter. Go check out the Motor City Hoops pod. And if you get a second, check out Detroit Bad Boys. I dropped my first official article with them talking about Cade's fit with Dwayne Casey's offense.
thank you, Koo, man. Absolutely. And c- congrats to you, bro. You you know how I don't I don't maybe it's weird to say, but how proud I am of you and uh and you're doing big things and you you like you tell me all the time you deserve everything you're getting. So it's big time, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I seriously I'm not joking at all. On a night like this, let me say to all you guys who listen to the podcast every day and all the new listeners that have been DMing me and telling me that you guys you guys are new listeners and that you guys have just started listening like a few weeks ago and you guys love it. You guys have been staying tuned. Let me just say I literally love all you guys. You guys literally make my day constantly with these comments, with, with everything you guys do, and just simply listen to the podcast. It's amazing. I didn't think that I'd ever be doing something like this. And I feel like on a night tonight where everyone's just so happy, I, I want to just reflect on that and say I thank you guys for listening to the podcast all the time. I, I seriously – it, it means the world. So I appreciate all of that. And man, Bryce, you're going to be in Las Vegas, right? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm still, I still don't know if I'm going to be there. I'm waiting on, I'm waiting to see th- some things if they get confirmed or not. But if we end up there, man, it's going to be a lot of damn fun, man. Yes, That's sir. All I know. Yes, it's sir. It's going to be a lot of damn fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess I'll catch you guys on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Celebrate K Cunningham, big a piston, but do it responsibly please just just don't don't do nothing too out of pocket <laughs> but have a lot of fun this weekend k cunningham is a detroit piston i'll see you guys later